We've got it this time. Victor Arrington, Earl of Blackwell, handed the brass spyglass to his former first mate. Sunset had just begun to tint the Devon coastline in fiery hues of red and violet, while the soft breeze ruffled the waves to a gentle roar. That damn crab won't disappear on us this time. The steam-belching automated crustacean, roughly the size of a small carriage, scuttled out of the water and into one of the caves on the side of the cliff below their feet. Aye, we'll find that blasted cave opening and root the bastards out. Though his current title was butler, Barnaby Hatch, with his bushy white whiskers and bald pate, looked more like the old salt he was. Together, the two men drew their pistols and started down the steep path that led to the shore. There were never any men about when the crab appeared, and once on the beach, it seemed to simply vanish. For the past two weeks, it had arrived every two to four days, based on quick glimpses and the tracks it left behind. This time, however, Victor had stationed four other stout lads, all former crew members, at various hidden spots about the beach. As sunset approached, he and his men waited. Today, finally, it appeared, its eight jointed legs clanking as it hauled itself up onto the rocks. Hold! yelled one of the men down on the shore. Victor quickened his steps. An odd flash, something like lightning, lit the sky from behind them. No thunder followed, and the day was clear. So Victor shrugged at Barnaby, a few yards above him on the path. Did you hear something up there, Captain? Barnaby asked. Despite being well into his fifties, he still possessed the senses of a cat. Kind of like a cannonball, without the boom. Victor paused and listened. There it was, the high whine of a falling object. Coming from two directions now. Go on, back toward the house. His men on the beach could capture the crab and find the cave opening. His niece and the rest of the people who depended on him were up at Blackheath Manor. Victor ran up the path, easing past Barnaby, just in time to see something. An airship? Fall from the sky, trailing smoke. With a resounding crash, it landed in the park right in front of his house. The ground shook and Victor's ears rang. There's your boom, he wanted to say, but didn't spare the breath. He shot a glance back to see that Barnaby was still on his feet and then scrambled over the heath toward the house, sprinting once he hit the smooth grass of the lawn. Where the bloody hell had the smugglers gotten a dirigible? Flames licked the wooden timbers of the craft's gondola though the grey canvas holding the gas still hung suspended about five feet above the ground. The pilot, it looked too small to have more than one or two men aboard, crawled free, struggled to his knees, and pulled off goggles and a gas mask to cough on the lawn. Right behind him came the biggest damn dog Victor had ever seen, wearing an intriguing set of well-fitted goggles. It licked the man's face before turning to bark at Victor, who was first to reach the aircraft, even though now servants had started to spill out the manor's front door and around the house from the stables. Get buckets of water, quickly, Victor shouted to the stable master. He reached the pilot, a slightly built man, no more than five feet tall, practically a youth. Are you injured? It would be easier to extract information from a captive who was still breathing. The pilot shook his head and put a hand on the dog's neck. I don't think so. Down, Birch. Friend. His voice was soft, adding to the impression of youth, though it was rough and husky from the smoke. Victor mentally cursed the bastards for recruiting someone so young to their dangerous business.
The lad should be in school, not bringing in tax-free brandy and lace. The dog, it was too slender to be a bear, whined, glared at Victor and bared its teeth, before reluctantly dropping to its haunches beside its master, just as the stable hands each ran up with a bucket of water and doused the flames. What gas is in there, and how flammable is it? Victor didn't know a lot about dirigibles, but he knew they were dangerous.